The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 109, recorded August 17th, 2021. Back with power. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the team. The other half is... Uh, me and Michael Diaz with all the power. <laughs> we have power. Yes. It was, uh, it's, uh, let me tell you something. Well, I, don't, I don't know how you guys are, but without well and septic, <laughs> if you live with a well and septic and no power, you have nothing. I have so, the same exact issue. So, yeah. So, I am going to save money and invest in a Generac, no plug. But if they want to pay me for one, that's totally cool. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> them if they want to put a Generac generator for me, they're not uh, cheap. So. Nope, they're not. But I, I plan on staying here for a while until the gods tell me I can't, and I think I'm going to invest in that at some point. Yeah, I mean, the, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Generacs they automatically kick in. You don't even have to do anything, right? Correct, and it runs off gas. Your natural nice. natural gas. We uh, so you have natural gas. We have a pig. So. What the hell is that? Oh, see, you wouldn't know because you're... Is that a, pro, a propane tank? Is that what that is? Yeah, you guys, oh, exactly. my gosh. Yeah. See, there you go. Wow. But we bought a generator. We didn't go all out for the Generac. We got lucky. It was... Uh, we had the last big generator that was uh, at Lowe's. All of them, all the rest were little tiny ones. Lowe's is not paying us for any of this. That's right. We have no endorsements at all. No, we just we went to Lowe's because that's the closest to our house, and we went there like everyone else probably did. This was two days after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lost power. What I think eleven p.m. on Monday. Yeah, we had, we were down for three or four days. Yeah, almost four days. We were two and a half on our end. We actually got it back sometime Thursday or yeah Thursday morning. But uh, we went to Lowe's. And found the last big generator, but it was way on top, and they had to get it down. And like once we had it, like people were staring at us, like we want that so bad. That's <laughs> like a cabbage but, patch kid all over again. <laughs> not quite that bad, but I, yeah, like people were very envious. But we got a good deal. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it was it wasn't cheap. It was eight hundred and forty nine dollars. Yeah, but on Lowe's.com, it was listed as nine hundred and forty nine dollars. But there was. Right. A, Huge sticker that said eight forty nine, so that was the price. And of course, we we did the whole get a Lowe's uh, credit card; they take twenty percent off your purchase. So we did that for that. Nice. And then on top of it, um, it came with a cover, which is usually forty five dollars. It doesn't usually come with it, but it, I opened it up. and said, "Here's your gift: have a free cover." And I went to the website for the generator, and usually that covers an extra forty five dollars. Nice. So, but are you even wired? You got to get your house wired or? That was the thing. We, uh, we tried to, well, I'm not going to say we were unsafe. Maybe a little bit. We, we tried yeah. to. An extension cord was ran is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, yeah. So, but we already did call an electrician. So we're going to, we're going to get all the hookups and all that stuff. But cool. one nice thing about ours, yes, it's portable because it's on wheels, 
but it can take gas or natural or not natural. Gas. Do the propane. Do the do propane. Gas or propane. Yeah, don't do the gas. Do the propane. Why? Because it burns cleaner and it'll last longer. So get okay, a pro- get an extra propane tank ready to go and then burn that. Well, here the thing is though, uh, propane doesn't have as much potential energy as or something like that. No, it'll work just fine. No, it says right on the thing that yeah. if you use gas, you get seventy five hundred watts, but if you use propane, you get like sixty four hundred. Yeah, but you're, what are you running? Well, we're gonna run six legs off of it. We're gonna see what happens. Uh, yeah, this week in. That's right. <laughs> so if you lost your power. <laughs> But it's but you're right. It's so nice. Like I don't know how people lived 150 years ago. They didn't, right? Allegedly, about 150 years ago, the average lifespan was about 35 to 40 years old. By the way, that's crazy. That's only 100 and some years ago. We we got. I mean, we had to throw away a lot of stuff. <clears throat> we uh, we we saved stuff in the freezer. Luckily, I still have my house with the freezer, and I didn't. My house never lost power. Wow. So. Which, good thing. But I'm sure people don't want to hear the rest of that. But uh, yeah, we're done. We're done. Basically, we missed a week, and we apologize for that. But we just couldn't get it done. I was out of town, but then power went out by the time I got town, and we just couldn't get it done. So apologies to all of our listeners. Um, but that gives us plenty to talk about this week. Um, so let's just jump right in with the news, Michael. What do you got going on here? You you wrote a crap ton of news, my friend. Well, something happened last week, Joe, and we had no power. <laughs> and I'm going to call it the uh, Substack Shift. Yeah, Substack Shift. That's what I'm going to call it. Maybe someone else has called that already. But do you do you even do you know what Substack is? I had to look it up. That's how old I am. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. So Substack is basically like people are trying to bring back. Bring back well, Substack is investing heavily in bringing back newsletters and like printed. No, like online newsletters. Oh, okay. And like curated blogs, but they're trying to get big names. And the, I guess the appeal is people want to get paid for what they write. So if there's someone you really like, like a writer or something like that, mm-hmm. most likely a writer, you can subscribe to them. And, you know, it depends on the writer, it depends on the content, blah, blah, blah. But they usually have like monthly subscriptions and you can like say, you know, not that he's on there, but let's say Stephen King was on there, and for five dollars a month, you would get whatever he kicks out that month. So, Substack has lured several big name comic book writers and artists to them, like so big. Say, like, okay, you know, Batman's are pretty big title for dc right i think it does pretty well for them yes they don't just anyone write it <laughs> right well uh jim james i'm gonna screw up his last name because i've never said it before is it tinian tinian sure you know, he's been writing it for about the last 30 issues and he took over uh for i think tom king who had a great run um he, and he went off and they gave tom king a limited series to go finish up his story arc. But then this James guy came on and he had already been writing like detective comics and stuff too. So he'd been writing Batman, but you know, Batman's a plum gig and he's been writing it for about 30 issues and he was exclusive to DC. And as soon as his exclusivity contract ran up, mm-hmm. he was out Substack 
is paying him even more money than DC was. Now, will it always be like this? I don't know. But like like I said, right now, a lot of big names. Look at, uh, well, you've you've been reading some of the X-Men titles, haven't you? By well, Hickman. I read the, the up until the, um, when they convert, like the whole um, Power of X and what was it? Oh, House of X and Powers of Ten? Yeah, Powers of Ten. Yeah, until they combined, and then I was done. I stopped. Then. Well, but as you know, the last, what, couple of years, he's pretty much been the architect of the entire X line, right? Right. He's gone. Hmm. Well, we don't know. I'm sorry. I should take that back. I can't say that. He is going to be writing the X-Men Inferno uh, limited series that's coming out this fall. We don't know if he's done after that. But again... X-Men is a primo title. Jonathan Hickman is a big name. Right. And he is also moving to Substack for his Three Worlds, Three Moons, which is a whole concept where one of the writers has established the religion. One of the writers he's brought on has established like the commerce in this world. And they're all going to be writing stories within this shared universe. And it's honestly, I don't know if it's going to work. Because well, it, it, it's interesting because Substack is a um, a paid kind of a thing, like kind of like Medium, yeah. but for yeah. stories, but for stories yes. rather than articles. Correct. Got it. So interesting. Well, you know what? It, it, it's a strange economy now, right? Like, like, um, they have to figure out a way to monetize themselves, and if they can get their own thing going, then fine. But like DC. DC and, and Marvel, not to, to what was what we do on our show is going on tangents, but it's been known that like they don't necessarily pay the creators of these things that much money over time, right? Well, they've gotten worse. But Hickman like, didn't didn't create the X Men, so let's get that straight. Right, right, right. He was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby back in the day, right? Or the X Men were, yeah. Well, you know when the Marvel universe started first, and the MCU really started hitting it big they did bring in the writers and they did have these summits and certain comic book writers got some cuts, you know, here, here's some money because the story is based on what you wrote. Right. But what I've been seeing lately, I, this was just in the news that basically, um, Brubaker and Epting who basically wrote the whole, uh, death of Captain America and brought back right. Bucky as the winter soldier. They wrote that whole arc. Right. They weren't even invited to the premiere. Yeah. And like they showed up in Texas and they tried to get in. They're like, oh, you're not on the list. And the only reason they got in is because uh, one of them had Sebastian Shaw's, Shaw, Sebastian Shaw's number. Stand. Him. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw played Darcy. Shaw's sorry, my bad. We were just talking next minute, so sorry. Um, someone actually, <laughs> they texted uh, Sebastian Stan and he came out and said, no, they're with me. And he brought him in. That's cool. And. Apparently, the, what all Marvel does is if something they've taken of yours and have translated into the big screen and now have made billions of dollars off of, you know, maybe not your film, but at least, you know, several million off what you've written, they uh, basically Marvel's like, here's $5,000. Yeah. It's, well, you part. know, it, it's a tough part because I, I am a creative, right? So technically, I work for Wolverine and anything I create at Wolverine is their property. Right. That's 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 the agreement. and. You know, they were paid at the time for what they created. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying like this is how it works. This is how the court like you you're working for them. 
You created it under their umbrella and they own it. You don't own it. You, you may have created it, but you're not the owner of it. And that's Marvel. If they had done it on their own, I mean, I'm not saying they should be screwed. I'm just saying that like, they can, you know, headlines can, can come up and say, they only pimp these guys five grand for the billions they made. Well, technically they don't have to pay them anything. Right. But- in the world. I mean, they don't have to. No, okay, they don't have to, but you got to remember too when a lot of these exclusive deals were written, like the uh, you know Brubaker Brubaker Epting run mm-hmm. on Captain America when they brought back Bucky was like fifteen some odd years ago, if not longer. Yeah. Streaming wasn't what it is. But was he no. paid for that? Was he paid for that when he wrote it? Yes, he was paid for it. Okay, so uh, all I'm saying is that like he was. I'm, I'm not listen. It's just a funny time. Like like as I, and I am a creative, and I'm telling you everything that I do for the company that I work for is theirs. Right. Like they could pull my designs out 10 years from now and say, that's great. Let's do it again. But I wouldn't get paid again for it. I, I right. you know, um, it's just the way the world works. Um, they, they knew that going in when they signed their contracts to work with them. So I'm not going to like, not that I don't feel bad. I, you know, it, it sucks that they made all this money, you know, Marvel made all this money and technically didn't give it back to the creators, but the creators created it and they were paid at the time they were creating. You know what I mean? They weren't, it's not like they did it for free. Well, and it, that's, just happened to think, hit, it just happened to hit big now and, you know. Right, right, right. And I, I get that and I see where you're coming from. But I think that's why there's this push now with these bigger names going to Substack. Sure. Because from what I've seen from some of the articles uh, or some of the contracts they've, they've noted is that they retain all the rights. Mm-hmm. So, right. But when you signed up for Marvel, you're working for Marvel. You can write your own. Anybody can start their own comic book right now. True. You know. I mean, there's nothing stopping anybody other than money and time. And if you create a great character, you know, especially in the digital age, I'm not sure where digital comics are going. You know, it can, how hard is it to get on, to get something on Comixology? I don't know. Right. Well, that's the other thing world. too. So, so uh, Scott Snyder, who has, you know, he was the one that really relaunched Batman, you know, 10 years ago now. He, he's not part of the Substack shift. But he is now writing exclusively. He'll be writing exclusively for Comicsology, and doing their comics. There's you know straight to digital comics. Sure. And again, he owns it all. Yeah. So if someone decides to make a movie off his stuff, he'll he get gets it. All that money. Sure, that's his choice, right? <laughs> yep. So, anyways, um, cool. What? Let's let's keep moving. We've got so much to talk about today. So let's let's move forward. Uh, let's see. We finally saw the trailer to the Why the Last Man that finally came out. It comes out here in September. I did not Excited watch that me. yet. What? Oh my god! By far one of my absolute favorite top top ten, maybe even top five comics of all time. Interesting. Okay. Which, if if you're a geek and you're unaware, the basic gist is: at the same moment in time throughout the world, every single male dies except one all right and that is uh what's his name from saturday Night live macgyver mcgruber <laughs> no wasn't that his tv show <laughs> it was called the last man but uh, <laughs> uh it's not mcgruber it's not mcgruber no <laughs> and also that, that turned out to be a, a misnomer because he they found other guys oh other people gotcha yeah, why the last man is going to be uh, FX on Hulu? I can't wait. So it's not a Will Forte. It's not definitely not Will Forte. Okay, damn, I love Will Forte. You need to check out the trailer, and you need you have to watch. Do you have Hulu? I do have Hulu. 
You're going to have to watch it when it comes out. It's so All right. Good. Well, okay. The comic is so good. I don't know about the show. Well, we'll see. All right. Um, next piece of news, Michael, you have in there as well. What if is canon? That's according to head writer AC Bradley. So, but it's multiverse canon. Well, yeah, but you know, if we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into up, the we'll, we'll review Walt, what if as part of our um, yeah. main topic later on. Right, but yeah, basically he said they they planned it that way. Now that Loki is out and there's a multiverse, these aren't just oh, what if this happened? No, this is these are things that have happened in alternate realities. Sure, fine. That's a great way to justify it. Well, yeah, but if something really cool comes out, we might see it on the screen. Yeah, it's possible. Totally possible. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go down a a road where people are going to get confused, and it's really actually going to hurt the MCU at some point. Um, Yeah, maybe. Star Wars has definitely done that. You know, I mean, how many times did I get people ask me questions when Rogue One came out? Yeah, but that's not like a multiverse. That was just like poor telling people where it felt in the timeline. The multiverse is completely different. When you have Captain Carter, that's a completely different idea. Rogue Rogue One is not a completely different idea. Just they just didn't get it. People still got confused. They confused because it came after Force Awakens, and then like they didn't really tell people enough. Um. Just saying. Yeah, it's not the same. People are easily confused. They are. Uh, we are getting a Bad Batch second season. That's another cool thing, which I'm really, really relieved. Um, we'll get into the Bad Batch final episode coming up. Um, super relieved because I wasn't sure what they were going to do, and they waited to the basically the last week to tell you that. It wasn't like Loki where where's the end credits. It was They, they did tell us before the uh, ultimate, the, uh, the final episode, but... Uh, I'm super happy that it's uh, a second season. I, I hope they push you forward and, and we'll talk more about that um, as we get into the main topic soon. Any thoughts on Bad Batch second season? Do you think it warrants it? Do you, are you happy with that? Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it more when we talk about the uh, finale. But based on the finale, yes, definitely want more. Cool. And then that brings us to another Star Wars thing that came out today, I believe. Again, yep. this is August 17th. The, the uh trailer for star wars visions and i gotta tell you man i was blown away i i had zero expectations and i still do but this looks like a really great opportunity to push star wars in completely different directions different characters and it looked cool to me what about you oh i was you you obviously beat me to the punch you posted this i didn't even know it was a thing oh you didn't oh i knew it was a thing i just didn't know that they didn't have any previews to that the anime. I didn't even know it was the thing. Oh, okay. And then when you posted it, I was like, what is this? This is really awesome. It looks so, cool, right? Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense because let's face it. The Jedi are based on the samurai. Right. I mean, Darth Vader's helmet is based on samurai armor. I mean, not his helmet. His whole, his whole outfit is based right. on the samurai armor. So it's nice to kind of go back to these roots. And in fact... I think in one of the first scenes that they kind of showed uh, from one of the, we we don't know which one it is yet, but one of them started off like this black and white um, flashback scene. And it looked like something taken right out of the seven samurai or something. So, which we all know Lucas was a huge fan of Akira Kurosawa. So absolutely. I'm excited. And you know, just so you know, um, the, basically the idea is, you know, they actually got real anime companies to do these, right? So it wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't like um, 
um, a Disney animated thing. They actually went to people that create um, anime, like Japanese companies that, that do this, right? So, yeah, I think um, seven companies. Yeah, yeah, seven anime studios with uh, nine stories. I think I saw. It's gonna be great. And now I don't know if they're gonna drop them all at once or weekly. Um, but basically we've got, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right? And, uh, some of the, I guess you would call them titles would be the duel tattooing Rhapsody, which is interesting. Um, you've got voices like, uh, Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett and tattooing Rhapsody. So we'll see what's going on. Um, we've got the twins, which sounds like a, uh, if you go back to like some Star Wars um, early books, it could be, you know, a, a brother, sister kind of thing. One's dark, one's light. We got the village bride, it's called. Uh, the ninth Jedi. Uh, T-O-B-1. Don't know what that means. The Elder. Lop and Ocho. And Ak- Akakiri. So, um it looks cool that, to me, uh, man. It looks cool to Lop me. Lapin Ocho. I think that's the, if I remember correctly, what I saw, uh, Lapin Ocho is kind of like the character that bookended the trailer. Right. Uh, like an anthropomorphized uh, bunny type person, which kind of harkens back to the original Star Wars comic book from Marvel in the 80s. So, from what I understand, this is not canon. This is just people coming up with their kind of little stories about, uh, uh, different types of tales. So it's kind of like, a, I'm not going to say it's a what if, cause it's, that's not that, well, that was Canon. This isn't technically Canon. It's just a right. new way of expanding basically star Wars and the galaxy, but totally interested. I think you can get it both ways where it is dubbed and, or uh, translated or, you know, um, subtitled. Uh, subtitled. Correct. I think that the, the, the trailer that I saw was, um, Subtitled. I didn't watch the dub trailer, so I don't know. Uh, oh, I didn't know there was a dub. I only watched a subtitled one. Yeah, but that's the one I posted. It was a subtitle. I'm so. okay with subtitles. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I Look, the art looks great in this. Um, I am not – I have never – I'll be honest. I haven't really watched a lot of anime like as a pure thing. This might draw me in to see other things down the road. Um, looks cool. I, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I hope it uh, does well. I hope, you know, Star Wars fans don't get all, you know – crazy about it being not canon and getting all into that nonsense but uh well cool. here's the thing here's the thing okay so it's not canon but if they show some if they show something really badass right that people clamor for then they'll make it canon i mean look at we've got a uh, thrawn he's he's canon now right well more than that we'll get into that later yeah um definitely get into that later all right, well, let's move on. So if you haven't seen the preview, check out, uh, check, look us up on uh, Facebook or Instagram or go to StarWars.com and you can see the Visions trailer. A couple of uh, quick things in. Um, I haven't had a chance to see it, but apparently Free Guy is a huge hit. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. Again, I haven't had a chance to see it. Now, this one is only in theaters. Yep. Heard great things about it. So I'm, I'm more excited to see it now after hearing some of the reviews. So... Um, totally into that. Yes. And apparently, uh, no spoilers, but I hear there's quite a few cameos that are little yeah. surprises. So. And, and according to our friend uh, Ryan Reynolds, yes, he's our friend. He, he listens to the podcast, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, they've already asked for a sequel. 
Well, there it's you go. A, it's a Disney property, by the way. Well, yeah, it's because it was owned by 20th uh, century. Correct. Correct. Or not 20th century. So now he's got two franchises that I think basically that Ryan Reynolds started from the ground up, this and Deadpool. Yeah. I mean, the guy's, the guy's hitting on all cylinders. It's really not fair that he could be funny, good-looking, interesting wife. <laughs> you know? It's just really not right. Like, like he needs and like he a, owns uh, Mint Mobile. He needs like a yeah. He needs like an industrial accident or something. I don't know. It's not fair. Wow. That's, uh, that's <laughs> but knowing and him, it want, would just it would just like, turn uh, him into something more glorious. If you want to hear a cool interview with him, you can listen to him on Smartless, which is a podcast with Jason Bateman, um, and uh, oh my gosh, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, which is a fun podcast. To listen to. If you want to, I, used to listen just, to that. They, I stopped getting episodes. I wonder what happened. I'm gonna have to. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, because my podcatcher is not grabbing it anymore. I'm gonna have to look that up. What I happened? think you got a dump Podbean, by the way. I did. Oh, what are you listening to? Maybe, Google? I went to Google Podcasts. I wonder if I yeah, uh, Google Podcasts isn't that great either. Either go to Pod. pod um, <laughs> it's not. It's it's. I mean, they're just not. You know, Google does everything half-assed. They they start it and then they they abandon all their shit. They're 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 famous for abandoning all their stuff. Um, if you are an Android user, if if you pay the five dollars a year and get Pocket Cast, nope. it's amazing. It works okay. great. Or have subpar stuff. Go for it. Or since you're on Prime, use Amazon. Ah, uh, yeah, but uh, but doesn't download it. At least Google shows me that it's downloaded. So I, Down, I stream everything. I don't download podcasts. I don't, I don't like to stream. Oh, God. What? I, when I'm why home. You, or I, why why, I, why don't you just be I, Amish then? Why don't you turn your own butter? Like, what's it? It's like, why would you want to take up phone space when you, when you, yeah, I have unlimited data that I pay for? Why would I worry about it? Yeah. <laughs> I download it and then listen to it after it's been downloaded. Right. So you don't have Wi Fi anywhere? That's what I do. If you're on when Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, just stream it. When I have Wi-Fi, I download it so that way I can listen to it in the car. All right. Welcome to 2021, Michael. How, how can you stream it anywhere? You live up in the Great White North. Do you even get cell coverage up there? Yeah, I got Verizon. Works great. But I'm Wi-Fi in my house, but on my car, pull out, I just stream it all. I don't download no. anything. I had a bunch of dead zones just where I am getting to work, and I'm I'm all on the east side of Grand Rapids. Who's your carrier? Verizon. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently you're doing something wrong. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I'm super looking forward to this, but the reviews are coming in, and they're coming in really, really favor- favorably, and that is Shang-Chi. Um, great reviews are coming out. I listened to a gentleman named John Campia, who is a great, amazing. Uh, oh, you listen to him? Yeah, I like him. Um He's got a YouTube show or whatever. Uh, but dig him. Uh, but he said it's the best comic book movie he's seen since Logan. And I love Logan. He said it's Whoa, the action's great. Like it's a clean. huge and there's more than one. Like if you look at the Twitter and follow the 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 Shang-Chi uh tag, hashtag, it's killing it. Like like right up there with one of the best characters in Marvel history from everybody's saying. How is Marvel doing this? Like seriously. 
They're taking these B and C grade heroes and just making shit tons of money. If it's a good story, it's a good story. If it's a good character and good acting, I mean, it's going to be good, right? No, no, so, no, I'm not. I'm not dissing that. It's just like let's face it. Even Iron Man was a B grade character until, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. came around. Yeah, maybe part of it is because Michael, they haven't heard of these people, and when it's new to some people, it's just new. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just. Like I'm excited for, and I, I, you know, I love, love a good kung fu movie. Uh, yeah, this is a theater for me. I am not gonna uh, because it's a theater only release. They're not gonna release it at the same time like Black Widow. So you either see it now or you see it forty five days from now. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, I'm going to see it. I'm not going to waste time. I'll, I will give you my review here at the Kybercast as as my job intends. Uh, I will give my review. Um. Yeah, if I got to wear a hazmat suit to go into the goddamn theater, I want to go watch Shang-Chi. <laughs> I'm not going to wait a month and a half. No way. I'll go see it at a drive-in theater. Yeah, I'm not. That. When does it come out this weekend? Uh, uh, the Thursday before Labor Day weekend. Oh, because they just had the premiere last night. So they premiered it last night. We don't actually get to see it for another couple of weeks, huh? Correct. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, some great reviews. I can't wait. I'm all for it. Like I said, uh, Marvel has yet to do wrong. Okay, I'll, I'll give you Thor Dark World, but I even like that. So Iron Man 2 is not great. No. We've talked about it. Probably not in the theater. They're not awful. They're just, you know. I didn't mind Dark World either. I actually quite like. There's some great parts of Dark World that are, you know, especially the Loki Thor stuff is excellent. Yeah, but uh, you know, whatever. I I liked it anyway. All right, Uh, let's move on to our geek this week, Michael. You have a quite a list here. (laughs) I'll try and be quick because we didn't cover it last week. Basically, since the last time we all spoke, I read four volumes of the Meta Barons, uh, volumes five, six, seven, and eight, which means I finished it. And now I've already started on to the, uh, I don't want to say the next volume because that was the complete story by Jimenez and Jodorowsky. But now there's, the Humanoids brought it back based on stories by Jodorowsky, but it's actually written by someone else, with another artist. Anyway, I read the initial run. It was from the 70s and 80s or whatever, maybe 90s. Anyhow, finished it. It was fantastic. This is not my first time through it. This is probably at least my second or third time all the way through, and I still love it every time I read it. <laughs> uh, also, uh, so I've got one of those really super, this isn't a flex, <laughs> but I've got one of those overpriced Sony headsets, not the XM4. I bought the XM3, unfortunately, right before the 4 came out. I didn't know that, but anyway, bought the 3. The thing's freaking amazing. This full title is what, the WH-1000MX3? So are you wearing them now? No, no. These are just, these are, I'm wearing my, uh, what are these called? I forget. This is the company that doesn't do branding. I'm trying, I can't remember the name of it now. I think anyhow, I, may, I may have the cheapest Sony headset you can have right now on my head. Really? <laughs> yeah. These, the ones I have on right now are, are super, super cheap. Oh, it's status, isn't that? I think that's what it is, status. But the whole point is they don't do a lot of advertising and stuff. They spend all the money on the engineering, they say. Sure. These are just, they're not super base heavy. They're just, they're good monitors, basically. 
That's why I wear them when I podcast, which no one can see. I don't know why I'm referring to. Anyway, the point is, I do have a pair of those uh, really overpriced Sony hit cans that are amazing with noise canceling and all that. But I was like, well, I need a better headset for gaming. And I wasn't paying $400 for another headset or even for whatever the Sony PS5 headset was. Did some searching online and people basically said, hey, if you buy this external boom mic that plugs in, you can use your Sony for your gaming. And I, I bought one, plugged it in, and it's night and day. All right. Night and day. So that's okay. it. Oh, one last thing. Michael is not being the, endorsed or paid for that. Uh, yeah, I'm getting paid plug. for none of this. So if Sony wants to send me some XM4s, I'll take them. I can be bought. Oh, we both can. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, I basically have this rule. If I can get an omnibus, a massive hardcover, for about 50% off, I pull the trigger. And sure enough, a uh, week and a half ago, uh, the Batman omnibus by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale went on sale. Well, on Tim Sale on sale. Anyhow, it hit that magic 50% off mark, and I bought it because it's got two of my favorite Batman stories in it, and it has it collected in a couple other stories of those I did not have. So I bought it. It's this massive tome. Obviously, I would show you, Joe, now, but it doesn't make any sense because we're on a podcast. No one can see it, but right. it's massive, and it's beautiful, and it reeks of the Silver Age Batman, even though it's not. It's oh, it's fantastic, good stuff. I'm done. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> a lot of good stuff. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, mine's a very simple geek this week. I want if you go to Netflix, um, if you are a subscriber, you can watch a show called The Movies That Made Us, and there's a second season out now, and it's got uh, Back to the Future, uh, Forrest Gump. Um, I can't remember the other two, but I only watched the first episode and that was Back to the Future. Uh, now I've watched a few episodes or different shows about how that was made, but this is, uh, if you want a nice 45 minute uh, take on how the struggles of how this movie was made, um, watch it. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Michael J. Fox was not the, they wanted him, but they couldn't get him. He was doing uh, family ties at the time and they shot about, 45 to 50 percent of the movie with Eric Stoltz as as uh Marty McFly. And it just so, didn't work right. Didn't work. And they uh they 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 begged Universal to 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 not have him in the movie. And uh they got Michael J. Fox, who they wanted to begin with, who could only shoot at uh night most of the time because he was shooting during the day for family ties. So he was living on like three to four hours sleep and did that movie with basically with three to four hours sleep each time. Pretty crazy. It's crazy. So crazy. Pretty crazy how fast that movie was made and, and the decisions they made. Like the, like another little uh, tidbit, if you guys don't know, and you should watch this is that uh, the time machine was originally a refrigerator and not a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> so like th this could have gone so wrong and some of the happenstance things happened uh, and made it so right. So it's, it's, it's actually considered one of the tightest scripts in Hollywood over the last uh, so many years. Really? Yeah. What yeah. was that TV show that was on Fox for a little while? And it was, uh, it's about a parallel earth or parallel earths. Oh God. I don't know. Oh, what was that called? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's at the tip of my tongue and I'm sorry. I don't remember it, 
Josh ja- Joshua Jackson was in it. It was J.J. Abrams' show. Oh, your favorite. <sighs> okay, no, but oh, it's killing me. Someone, oh, I'm sure our listeners are going, you're an idiot, Michael. Why can't you think of this show? They say that anyways, whether for you. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> but uh, the only reason I bring that up is because it was about Oh, this, it started out kind of like the X-Files with the monster of the week or the weird thing of the week. And then gotcha. we found out that the whole point of the show was there were actually this, there were alternate realities and there were people shifting over between the realities. Anyhow, the reason I bring it up is because there's a scene one time in it when um, someone's coming out of a movie theater and it's like 1984 or 85 or whatever it was. Got and it. Coming out of the theater, it says Back to the Future starring Eric Stoltz because in their reality, he actually finished making the movie interesting so little uh little easter eggs like that all right all right finally let's all oh, we got uh what is this geek adversary thing that you threw in here i just will throw out there uh it's been 12 years and three days since district nine came out okay it's not something i follow but it was a good movie it was decent and oh, it was fantastic one of my favorite movies it's not bad it's it's good oh, i loved it no, it's good. It's definitely a good movie. No doubt about it. Um, all right, 12 years. So did you watch it again? Did you do any kind of like... No, it just came up on my calendar. I, I'll probably watch it again soon now because uh, now that I'm thinking that oh, I love that movie. All right. All right. Let's get into some main topics. Michael, since it's your joy, it's your love, you put it on here first, go for it. Also, you didn't watch it. <laughs> I won't. No, I didn't watch it. There's no reason for me to watch it. Yeah, I don't. You're not going to watch any more of the show at all anymore. No, I gave it a shot. I watched like five episodes, or whatever. And I'm like, I'm, I just can't stand the yelling. Um, well, there was plenty of yelling in this episode, the first episode of season two of Star Trek Lower Decks. As my our listeners all know, I actually really quite liked the first season, and appreciate how maybe not respectful, but how knowledgeable. And how many Easter eggs there are about all of Star Trek lore. I mean, it's chock full of them. There's there's obviously a lot of love and reverence for Star Trek that came before. Um, that said, I thought this first episode was really boring. Just boring? It didn't, it didn't have a story yet? Or was it uh, reestablishing characters of, for new viewers? What was going on? Well, one of the main characters, Bormley, he... Uh, he at the end of the last episode, the end of last season, he got promoted to the USS Titan, which is uh, Captain, you know, Stooping. Uh, Captain, Captain Stooping. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Captain Riker's ship, right? Oh, gotcha. So, you know, we got a very brief uh, guest, you know, appearance of um, Captain Riker, you know, uh, Jonathan Frakes. Correct. He shows up being all Jonathan Frakes like, but you know, he's being Riker to the nth degree. It's it's funny, but I don't know the way the last season ended. We had this main character, and you you know, it's revealed to the whole you know crew that she's the daughter of the captain of that ship. So they decide the only way they can work together is if basically she lets her do whatever she wants. But really, a captain can't let that happen. And so the whole episode is basically how that doesn't work. And I don't know. It's just the the XO who is, uh, I don't know. I, all I got to say is one of them becomes didn't like talk this, to you. This episode did not talk to you is what you're telling me. No. I mean, the, the, the number two 
on the show. Uh, I think his name's Commander Ransom. He becomes like a god by accident, and then they they defeat him. But I don't know. It was just it, it just didn't work, and I don't know why. I'm hoping the next episode's much better. Like I said, I really enjoyed the first season. Um, it wasn't what I expected, and yeah, there's a bit of uh, you know Rick and Morty-ness to it. There's lots of yelling. It, I know you didn't like the show. I enjoyed it. I tried, man. I really tried. I I know you did, but you're not a Trekkie. It's just that simple. Right. With all the little in jokes and nods and Easter eggs and stuff. And, you know, it really does dive deep into Star Trek lore. I enjoyed it. But But, but that's fine. Like you can reference so many things and tell it, but is the story good? Like there's Easter Uh, eggs. We'll talk about in the Bad Batch. There's a shit ton of Easter eggs, but you don't need to know them to enjoy what happened. Right. Well, this one, I mean, yeah, there was still, there's always Easter eggs, but this one is just, the episode was, uh, it was a wet fart. It was just not a good one. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I mean, all right. It's back, and but it did not come back triumphantly. I'll say that. Well, maybe you'll be happy with episode two. All right, let's move on to, uh, I did watch, uh, this was uh, Marvel's What If, season one, episode one, Captain Carter. Um, Michael, I'll, I'll let you go first before I give my thoughts. I loved it. You loved it? Absolutely loved it. Why'd you love it? Um, well, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's always fun to play what if, but I have to admit something about the animation style just works for me. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a different style. It doesn't look like anything else. I agree with I you there. I, I thought the animation style was cool. Like there are sometimes I'm like, did they do motion capture? Cause it looks that good. Even, some of the way the characters move and stuff and some of their movements looks like it's almost motion capture right? You know, or mocap as they call it. Um, I mean, yeah, they had to get a different, different voice for Steve Rogers, but the no, guy they didn't No, they didn't you check it out. It was not Chris Evans. It's supposed to be. It's not supposedly they paid him. I looked at the credits. It's not Chris Evans. And it sounds, if you listen, it, he sounds a lot like him, but it's not him. Hmm. Check the credits. Okay. I'll, I'll trust you. But, you know, they, they did get, you know, and of course I know all their names until I have to mention them on the air. Uh, but they got, you know, the guy that played, they got Dominic Cooper to do Howard Stark. They got Peggy Atwell to be, uh, Peggy, is it Peggy Atwell? Uh, I don't know her name. I thought they got all the original people, but. but they got, yeah. They got enough of them. I don't know. I just, I like the animation style. And you know what? There are other things I noticed too. Like, um, she seemed to be stronger than Captain America was. But I think that's easily, easily explained. Because Captain Rogers, or Steve Rogers, was this little 88-pound weakling, right? Mm-hmm. He gets zapped and becomes taller and stronger. Right. Peggy was actually bigger than him in the movie, and we saw also in this, she's oh, actually she. bigger and stronger than him. So it makes sense that if she was boosted from where she started, she was a little, maybe not bigger, but definitely stronger than Oh, she, she was definitely bigger her. after coming out of that. Like, I mean, I was, yeah, she was bigger. Let's but, just say that, like, for S&Gs, that, like, you know, um, Rogers and, and her hooked up after her post- uh, serum she would have destroyed him <laughs> like if there was ever kind of an encounter in the bedroom that right. poor kid would have been destroyed <laughs> he would have happily, <laughs> happily. um yeah 
I can go on about why I love it. And I'll, I'll mention some other things, but what, what, did you not love it? Um, I thought it was all right. It, it felt lazy to me. Really? La- lazy writing to me. They basically just retold the Captain America story in a different way. Um, fine. Um, I missed, there's a couple, there was a plot hole that I missed uh, that I, or I didn't quite catch because I think it was clear enough. Like at one point Stark had a Tesseract, but I didn't see him use the Tesseract for the uh, fake Iron Man outfit or whatever that is. I didn't, see him put the whole, I didn't see him put the whole Tesseract in there. I thought he created a, uh, the same thing that Tony created, um, an arc. What do you call arc it? The reactor. Arc right. reactor in there. So I didn't even know how the Red Skull got the friggin' thing back. I'm like, what? when did he get the Tesseract back? So there, I thought there was some, a little bit of poor poor writing there. Um, listen, it was okay. I, th- this has nothing to do with like a woman being Captain America or Captain Britain. It doesn't bother me at all. I think that's cool. I just felt it was fairly lazy. They just retold the Captain America story uh, in a different way, which I guess that's what What If is about. But like, I was like, okay, well, all right. It didn't, it didn't do anything for like, I didn't think, Oh, I can't wait for the next episode. I'm like, well, I'll watch them all. But like, this didn't like, this didn't, this didn't come close to like a Loki or something. Not even well, close. No, I mean, Not even close. That's a, that's a really, really high bar to clear. Well, I mean, if you're asking me where I think it lays, it's, it's, it's fine. It's not, it's, it's, it, 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 it it did not pull me like I. Oh my god, I can't wait till the next one. Like, it's not pulling me like I will watch it, but I'm like I may not watch it the day it comes out, like I did with the other stuff. Oh, see, I will. This one, okay, for me, another reason why I loved it was because it it kind of underlined the fact that what we saw in the movie, where Peggy loved or actually was into Steve. Even before he became Captain America, because she was yeah, that's cool. into Steve for being Steve. And then even after she becomes powerful and he's still this little scrawny thing, she's still into him. Yeah, that, right? it, it's fine. It's all good. But the basic premise of the whole show was like, okay, well, now like there's no Bucky or Bucky whatever becomes nothing. Um, well, I, I, I have to admit, I mean, it was a little cheeky when he fell and she grabbed his arm and saved him. She's like, oh, you almost ripped my arm off. Yeah, that's okay. I get it. Um, but um, it's fine. But I remember she's Captain. She's Captain Carter, and I think the reason they do that is because I have to assume Captain they may Britain. not have plans for him yet. But there already is a character named Captain Britain. Why right. confuse people? Right. Well, I but think people are going to get confused anyways. Right. But you say you're not. You, it didn't do it for you enough. Where you're excited to see the next episode? I will I'm watch the next episode. I'm just saying. It it didn't pull me in like WandaVision or Loki or see, Captain. I ended this thinking I want to see live action Captain Carter now. I, I don't want to see her. I, I, I have see no desire, show. zero desire to see that. Oh, I 100% want to see her. That's a waste of time. No, I disagree. I thought <laughs> she was badass. Yeah. And I like that it was just as tragic. You know, she comes up 70 years after and no idea what happened to Steve. Yeah, it's fine. That's it's it's retelling. It's just retelling the same story. I understand that, but uh, I think, and I'm not. This isn't entirely original. I like Mm -hmm. as as you know, I watched that Screen Crush guy, and he's basically posited the idea, and I agree. You know that that monster coming out is actually a, a canon for the MCU, or at least for the comics, uh, and. I would not be surprised if 
what we're seeing is each of these stories is leading up to like the guardians of the multiverse or some other super team where Peggy is the head of that, or like the multiverse Avengers or something. And Peggy ends up being the head of that as Captain Carter. Yeah, maybe that's fine. I think I wouldn't be surprised if that same, you know, tentacled octopus creature doesn't show up in Dr. Strange. Okay. The multiverse. So I, I think, I think these what if shows, maybe people thought they're going to be throwaway shows and maybe they are, but I think ultimately they're actually going to have a lot more to do with the MCU than we realize. Maybe that's, that's okay. why I liked it. We'll see. I, I'm definitely gonna watch the, you know, I'm going to watch them all. I mean, it was fun to watch, but I wasn't blown away. Um, and, and, and maybe this could be a continuing trend. Uh, the Suicide Squad. So I did watch that. I mean, I pay for HBO Max. I watched it. Um, now, from comic book people, the reviews are awesome in this movie. And I thought it was a fun movie. But, you know, my initial take is that, like, love the first 35 minutes. And the rest was just like, let's just have violence and kill a big monster at the end. Like, I, I, I you know... I don't think it's not even 50% as good as guardians of the galaxy personally. Um, now I know that there's a, he took minor characters and made some people interesting. I love, I thought the actors were great. I thought the, um, the, the characters were fun. Um, but as a story, there was no story to this fucking movie. It's just like, let's like make a bunch of violence and, um, fight a starfish that you know you're going to poke in the eye at the end like how can you not know that when you first see the fucking thing um so the movie to me went nowhere and um i'm in a minority i think a lot of people like this movie i thought it was uh six out of ten personally um i love like i said idris alba i thought was excellent like the the actors did a great job i thought the first 35 40 minutes was fantastic and then i'm like i don't care about anybody in this fucking movie so, um, I, I know I'm in a minority, but I, I'm glad I didn't went to the theater to see this. I, I, um, and I think it's been, um, shown in the lackluster second week performance that this is, you know, I, I know, I know they're all preaching to the, to the James Gunn, like, oh, he's so brilliant. I'm like, yeah, he's good, but, um, there's no heart. Like I, I loved Harley Quinn in this. I thought I love the visuals of how, she saw violence with these flowers. I thought that was amazing. Really, really well done there. I'm talking strictly as a story. Like visually, it's it's great. Shark, great. Stallone, fun. But as a story, there's not much to it, man. It's not it's not a great story. So that that's my take. Six out of ten. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Um, it did worse than. Will Smith's in terms of the box office. Yes, there's COVID, but the second week drop off was like 80% drop off. Um, yeah, but same with Black Widow. No, not, no, way worse than Black Widow was like 50 to 60%. This was like 75, 80% drop off. Big difference. Well, I too watched it for free on HBO Max. Well, you pay for HBO Max. That's not for free. Okay. I did not pay an extra amount of money for it. No, because they, 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 that's not their. That's not what they do. They're not. They're not doing the Disney card. 
but absolutely fucking loved it by far. Maybe not by far, but it is the best DCEU movie yet. Oh God, no. Easily. Yeah. Better than Wonder Woman? Kiss my ass. No yes, way. Better than Wonder- yes, Wonder no Woman is way. Wonder no Woman's way. fantastic. Has a terrible third act. It's Wonder Woman's way better. I care about every character more than anyone in 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 Suicide Squad. Who who is the? Uh, I, I I don't know. But we just differ. I, I think it's, I, had, I think Wonder Woman's way better than this film. Opposite reaction to you. I thought this movie was full of heart. Um, is it violent? Yeah. Is it overly violent? Heck yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, but I there's so much hurt in there. I, I didn't expect uh, the uh, Give me emotional a, soul of the what's team the, to what's be the story? Tell me the story. The story is a ragtag bunch of people that you know are supposed to be bad. And for the most part, they are. But they come together and they try to be heroes. It's the exact same story as the first movie. It's not even a story. It's like put people together and fight a monster. No, but okay. A dumb, a dumb monster, by the way. It's not, well, that that that's all opinion. But Starro is canon, and Starro has shown. It's fine. Don't mean I mean, have to like it. It's stupid. I liked it. I, I in fact, I was tickled to see Starro because I knew everything that was coming. And yeah, the javelin in the eye. Of course, I knew that was going to happen. Everybody does that. Uh, to me, Aquaman was, and Wonder Woman are way better. Shazam's better than this movie. Way better than this movie. I can't say I, I can't say because I, I haven't finished Shazam. I fell asleep. If it, um, if it wasn't for Idris Elba and Harley Quinn, John Cena is fine. I don't give a shit about John that character. Great Who cares I'm not about even that a character? Fan of John that character Cena. blows. I, I was hilarious. It's funny, but it, I don't give a shit about him. I, I could care less. Uh, yes, he lived at the end, but I don't care. Like that. Look, James Gunn had a visually great film. Visually great. Yes. Um, Story-wise, was crap. Story-wise, was boring. Eh, I disagree. I like this way more than Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my God. Stop it. Get the hell out. There is no way this movie is even close to Guardians of the Galaxy. Not even fucking close. No way. You're just saying that to be uh, incongruent with this. No way. Nope, you are no. so dead wrong. Guardians is I so saw much Guardians. Better. I thought it was fine, but I've said this many times before. That's not even my favorite movie that came out the summer of 2014. That is such I, there's so thought, many better characters of heart in that movie than than this movie. It's not even funny. I thought that at the time, Edge of Tomorrow, which later became later became known as Live Die Repeat, was better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone was all over themselves, hyping how great Guardians of the Galaxy was. And I thought, it was all right. I liked it. Oh, my God. I didn't like it like everyone else did. I liked this more. All right, listeners, please post. Like, do not tell me that Guardians is worse than Suicide Squad. Get out. Okay, on that point, I realize I'm probably going to be in the minority because I already was in the minority in that I didn't love Guardians. I I like Guardians 2 more than I like Guardians. Um, But that's just me. And I I realize I'm in the minority because... A lot of people love Guardians after it came out, and I liked it, but I loved this. In fact, as soon as it got done, I'm like, I can't, I want to watch it again. Well, maybe I'll give it another watch. Maybe I was in the wrong mood, but I, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't see the um, the lure. See, I, I thought there was a lot of heart. I mean, I didn't expect to get that emotionally involved with the Ratcatcher and her father. And I yeah, did. That was a good part of it. 
Not going to lie there. I, uh, and um, Bloodsport, the way he decides, fuck it, I'm going to become, I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to do it. And the way they all decide to do it. And, uh, you know, Waller was going to kill them all. And then she gets bashed upside the head. And they saved the day. They were heroes. And I even have to admit, I was a little bit emotionally bothered when uh, Polka Dot Man passed. Because he, he finally... The guy's bummed out the whole movie because he's got this well, he wanted affliction. To die. Huh? He wanted to die. He wanted to die, but not in that moment. He finally was like, yes, I'm a superhero. I've done something of value with my life. And right. then he dies, right. which I love the irony of that. Probably the one moment he didn't want to die, he dies. Yeah. I mean, listen, like I said, I loved the characters, but the story was boring. I, see, I liked the story because... What story? What story? I liked the no twists kill. and turns. There's no twists and turns in that movie. Zero twists and turns. There were 100% twists and turns. First off, you got the first twist when the whole team gets killed out. That's the best part out. of the movie, the first 30 minutes. That's what I said. Yeah, that's a twist. The, the ter- first team's killed off, and then you find out, oh, the focus is really the second team. Yeah, that's right, but it's still go kill. Right. Go that's what, capture that's a all tower, kill a monster. Yes, they're okay. They're not a super organized hero team like the Avengers or the Justice League. They're convicts that are basically hired guns, and that's what they were sent to do. So um, it was never going to be a grand plot. Yeah, just, I, that's, they, what they, that's what it's lacking, that's, though. I liked it. I thought the story was fine, and I loved that there was this whole little subplot where, once again, just like in the first movie, Harley's going to go off and do her own thing. And, you know, she has this whirlwind romance with the president. Yep. And, and she's then, still the best character. Oh, no question. No question. Though uh, King Shrug was pretty fucking great. He's fine. Um, he's, he's group 2.0. Thanks. But, uh, and then she fucking shoots the guy right in the chest and yep. has this whole that soliloquy. The, that's the second best part of the movie is the Harley Quinn sequence. Yeah. Not that sequence, not when she's busting out, blowing everyone away. No, when I'm she shoots the president. Yeah. Yeah. Like out of, yeah. That was such a surprise and such a twist. I did not expect that to come. I thought he was going to be the big bad of the film. Until, I mean, I knew that the, I knew that ultimate, ultimately Starro was going to be the big bad, but I thought he was going to be the big bad guy the whole film. And then boom, she shoots him and kills him. He bleeds out through his heart. And I was like, holy shit, did not expect that. There are a lot of surprises. I was surprised that Peacemaker killed Rick Flagg. I love Rick Flagg. He's a good character. He's part of the Suicide Squad. I realize he died at some point in the comics as well, but not this soon. I mean, and they even go so far as to show the piece of uh, porcelain shoving into his chest and his heart and him dying. Right. There's no, there's no turning back. Yeah, they're basically saying he's not coming back. Right. And... As someone who is a fan of the 80s version of the Suicide Squad, I was bummed. So, again, and maybe that's just the case. I can't take away that bias. Kind of like how, you know, you read and loved the Lord of the Rings books and love those movies now. This was a great homage to those 80s era Suicide Squad comics that I fucking loved as a kid mm-hmm. and I got that in a movie and maybe that is a, influencing my perception. That's fair though. Uh, it's a, I it's, loved it. It's fair. But uh, 
That's why I loved it. I, I you know, the story wasn't ever going to be, you know, it's not going to be a million dollar baby, right? Yeah. Why? Why can't it? It could be, but not with this character. Not with these characters. I don't know. At this time. Well, anyways, um, I mean, um, um, we'll be interesting to see what uh, if any listeners. Um, I'm sure they'll call me on my shit because listen, I know I'm in the minority. A lot of people love this movie, um, but also, you know, I just thought there could have been more. I, I expected more. I expected more. I, I mean, I'm bummed that it dropped off as much as it did, and it, it's. I, I have to believe that, you know, the first thing DC is going to say is. Well, it didn't make the money we thought it would, so thanks, James Gunn, but we're not going to hire you ever again, and this property is dead, which is well, I mean, there's, really there's, unfortunate. There's various reasons why it didn't make money again. One of them could be people just didn't get it, get it, that. Some people, you know, why should I go pay for it if I have an HBO Max already? I don't know what that is. We don't get the numbers on that like you do with, like, a Black Widow where, like, you know, Disney said, hey, we made, right. you know, $80 million on this alone. You know, so there's not none of that. There's no repeat viewers, right? Like even if you saw the theater, like well, I chances are they already have HBO Max or whatever, and they're watching it again at home, so you don't get the repeat viewers. Um, right. So there's there's a lot of reasons. COVID, obviously. So it's 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 an unfair to say that it you know, but it was a big drop. Whereas like, Free Guy is going up from week to week. So, and the theater. And that's a theater only release. So word of mouth is, you know, and that's not an IP. That's, that's a, you know, it's own thing. that came out of nowhere that there's, it's not owned. It's not a real video game. It's not a real, you know, right. owned thing, uh, property and suicide squads going down. Um, that's too bad. Like I said, I, I see where you're coming from. Actually, and the like best said, DC movie is Joker. Sorry, I should have unspoke that. That right now, in my opinion, that's the best DC movie that's been made. Um, is the Joker, not counting the Batman trilogies? Oh, I was just thinking the current DCEU, and I guess Joker's part of that. I don't know. Well, I, I really like Joker, but I have I have issues with that as well. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe for me, I just had so much fun with it. And like I said, That's fine. I'm probably biased by the fact that it it borrows so heavily from those 80s comics that I still adore. Cool. Well, that's a good place to end it. Let's let's move on to our final topic. That is uh, the last two episodes of The Bad Batch. We were not around to talk about the penultimate episode. Um, and the final episode of the finale, season finale. Um, again, there's going to be a season two um, I'm going to be honest. I thought that the penultimate episode was much better than the finale. Um, I enjoyed the finale, but I, I expected more from the finale yep. than, I, than I got. Um, so I will call a spade a spade. I, I wanted a little more. I thought there were some really good things in the finale, but you know, uh, the return to Camino and then Camino lost are the last two episodes. Basically it's if they would have done that one as one episode and called that the finale, I probably would have been happier instead of separating them. They should have just said that did that whole hour and I probably would have been a little happier. Um, I agree with you on that. I think it would have been a much, I think it would have been much stronger as one whole hour as opposed to how they split it up. I agree with you. Yeah. 100%. I, I, you know, there's some really things that we learned um, about the team. Now, as a arc of a season, it's, it's kind of nice that like, you know, obviously the team got separated with crosshair and crosshair comes back and, we come to find out that uh, Crosshair removed his 
inhibitor chip and that's just who he is uh he he he's willingly doing this stuff for the empire so um that was a big thing for me and the and the penultimate episode like whoa okay so he's just a dick or whatever he's he's trying to be on the winning side or what he perceives at the winning side or, or perceives that where his value is going to be uh down the road um that's a pretty big reveal yeah yeah but we don't know when yeah. it was removed. was it removed after he got hit when they were on um you know when he got the, all the fire on him or whatever i can't remember when he burned is that when they took it away because if you remember here's my confusion with the series like at, at the beginning they like tweaked his inhibitor chip. Like they like reinforced it. Right. Um, so we don't really, you know, he said it had to remove. We don't know when. Exactly. He says he had removed some time ago, but that's all relative, right? I mean, yeah, he was actually, you know, he was obviously burned pretty badly when he was on the, you know, on the junk planet and he got hit. I, by the I assume that's when. Right. So I, I, it's a miss. I'm it's sure miss. we'll see it's more in season two and find out more along the lines of when he had it removed, because I have to believe when he massacred those civilians with the stormtroopers that he still had that chip. I just, I'd like to believe he's not that dark and evil. Right. Maybe he is, but yeah, the, the big question now is when did he have it removed? Right, because I think I think that uh, that explains his character a bit better. But knowing that he hasn't had it for some time and is still with the Empire, even after the Empire basically left him for dead and destroyed Camino, he's still going to sit there and wait for the Empire. He's still going to work with them. Why? They don't give a shit about him. No, and that that's what we have to find out. Like it was a. Uh, um, there's some really good symbolism in the Camino lost episode. Like it's almost like the bad batch were reborn. They had to take it. So obviously those who have watched, they were buried in the sea by, by the star destroyers. I, I, I think they're still called, I don't know if they're called star destroyers at this point or not, but basically, they um, but you know, they shot down Camino. They're all underwater. They escaped through the tunnels and through the tubes of which they were born in to begin with. So they were they were brought to the surface and kind of reborn. Some nice symbolism there. We find out that Omega is quite a bit older than them, actually. You know, maybe the DNA is from her. Maybe she could turn out to be their mom in some weird way. Um, if they took that's freaky, but possible, right? Um, so that's why she cares about them and watches over them, so to speak. Right. Um, but there, you know, uh, you know. Some things I got a little too far out where like she tries Omega tries to save um oh what's the droid? Ozzy, something like that. Ozzy three or something like that. Yeah. Uh and you know, again is getting ready to, to uh drown, let you know, let the droid go, but then I guess you call it a redemption, but I like the way I I do like the way they ended it in that like he is that crosshair's not redeemed, he saved her because she saved him, right? Consider us even. Yeah, you know, he did what he thought as an even thing. Um, I like that it wasn't resolved. Like they could have been a, a happy, you know, um, ever after kind of thing. They wasn't. They're still separated. They 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 all said there's peace, so to speak. You know, Wrecker said, you know, hey, you didn't ask us, you you know, to come back either. You know, you're you're being the dick saying you didn't come back for us, but you didn't come. You know, you didn't you didn't bring it up either. So right. um, 
you know, they've, they've kind of made their, their way. They offered him another chance. He didn't take it. He's waiting for the empire to get him, so to speak. We'll find out if they get them. I assume they will. Um, He's not done. No, 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 nor, nor, you know, uh, I'm sure that arc will, will come around sometime in the second season. I also think that like, I'm not sure they knew they had a second season. And if they ended it right there, that would have been the end. And I can see that. I, I would want more answers, but I don't know right. if they it knew. It could have ended there and it could have wrapped up their arc enough. Right. Now, the one thing that is interesting is the, I guess, that's not an end credit, but it's like right before the credits where, where they take Nala Say. Um, now, I don't know what you know. You know, I, I, I can get into this, but Michael, do you know where they took her? Did you read up on that at all? Oh, I think I read it somewhere, but please remind me. So when everybody, when I saw it, I was like, whoa, and then it bared out to be true by StarWars.com. They, they did take her to Tantis, Mount Tantis. Now, those who have read Heir to the Empire, which is the Timothy Zahn series that introduces us to, um, uh, oh my gosh, Thrawn. Um Mount Tantus is a place where the Empire basically is like a private storehouse. It was an old rebel base, but he had like, uh, you know, mementos and like souvenirs of technology. It's kind of like his hidden uh, fort um, that he kind of reactivated during the Clone Wars. Uh, you know, so like there's just things of there that uh, um, basically um, it, it, it's kind of like... It, the empires uh to darth vader's castle at at um most of our most of our yeah so clearly you see the cloners there like she's wearing the same uniform as our buddy in the mandalorian was wearing um so you know clearly something about cloning is going to happen there that that the empire is going to uh, the emperor himself is going to oversee. Now, are they backfilling what 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 may be transcribed in in the sequel trilogy? Are they trying to fill that in? Maybe, maybe. But Mount Tantus is uh, interesting. Um, you know, it's where they cl- it's it's if if you read the books, it's where basically they cloned uh, uh, a Jedi uh, named Joris Saboth. Sabaoth, I'm not sure how you say it. Never could read it right. Um, who Luke um, kind of encounters in Heir to the Empire. And there's also a clone of Luke, spelled L-U-U-K-E, Luke, um, in Heir to the Empire. So it's interesting thing. There's a lot of cloning going on at Tantus. So when you see it, when if someone like me who's ready, like, holy shit, that's there. Um, interesting Easter egg. So clearly they're going to bring that forward because we have, you know, Thrawn, we have cloning we have this thing so um cool ending there for those that are are uh, you know when you speak about star trek and the in the easter eggs that you find in in that show in the lower decks um the easter eggs are a little bit different in bad batch you know i just feel like the animation between star trek and star wars is completely different the way they're they're going about it this is all you know bad batch is part of it and i don't know what upper or lower decks is but Either way, they both have Easter eggs if you know, if you're in the know and if you read stuff. Now, if you don't know that stuff, that doesn't hurt the story. You just see them going to a facility. No, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. And I 
but I, I saw that, you know, obviously the, the clone or that designation on the uniform that indicates that they're a cloning expert of some sort. Right. So but I kind of just saw it as, okay, so they're bringing her here. So that way she's the clone expert. They're going to basically gonna do it the same thing they, they did to her that they did with Urso with him designing the uh, Death Star. Right. So they're taking her to make a clone of Palpatine to somehow justify the ending of that shitty movie. <laughs> uh, or at least say how he got there. Yeah, because we should spend more time there. No, I don't think they're going to spend a lot of time there. I think they're just going to, you know, talk about the cloning part of it. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. Right? Or just bad. Or just bad. <laughs> or just bad. Or just bad, yeah. But, you know, that's fine. Connect the dots. Fans like that. Like that kind of stuff. You know, it was, it was it's fun. I, I like the Easter eggs. Like I said, I didn't know all that stuff, but now that I do, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, it, it was a fun series. Uh, I'm glad we're getting a second season too because I'm not ready to be done, and I'd like to see what else this. Uh, well, and I also like the reveal that we found out that they're not necessarily mistakes. That they were made different on purpose. They were experiments or enhancements, right? Right. So. It kind of changes things because when we first met him in the Clone Wars, that is in the Clone Wars cartoon right. show, you know, they were the misfits, right? Right. They were aberrations, so to speak. Right. And then, uh, you know, after that, Echo comes with him because, you know, he's now a misfit. Right. But come to find out, they're not really misfits at all. I will say, like, if, if season two has a, like, you know, like a, a, a 10 year old Dr. Pershing, that might be weird. From- yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be he's weird. He's an intern. I don't know what he's, he's doing. <laughs> Can I get you coffee? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, listen, it's going to be a year uh, at least before we see uh, the Bad Batch. Um, by the way, I did see that they did wrap the Kenobi shoot. So we might be see some see some previews of that soon maybe i don't know um, but uh hey I, I thought it was a good first season um again you know i'll always be honest i i didn't think that the the finale was as good as i thought it was going to be um i thought the penultimate was much better there was a lot of sadness in the penultimate and just seeing this stuff being destroyed um destroyed by clones by the way that push the buttons you know yep. destroying their own home um i there do was one clone that paused Sorry? There was one clone yeah, yeah. that paused. Yeah, but not long enough. No, I mean, they're still going to do it, but it was I, it was I, enough to make me go, oh, maybe they're uh, not sure about that, but what can they do? I tell you what I do like. I do like that they, they, they escaped on their own. Rex didn't come save them. There wasn't some third person. It was really just them at the end. Um, yep. So that was a nice way of doing it. Um, but I can understand why, like, basically all they did was escape on the finale. So it wasn't yeah. huge. And I think that, that that's why it was like, boy, if they just did one solid episode, it might have been a little stronger. No, I, I can't I can't agree with you more. You know, like you said, the the uh, penultimate episode was much stronger. The uh, it wasn't that the last episode was boring, but you're right, it was all just them escaping. Right. And w- which was kind of bookended by the fact that Omega saved Crosshair, so Crosshair did something to help her 
and then they kind of left it with just because we don't agree we don't have to be enemies let's deal with this more next season right but listen i i love the series i got to learn new characters that i actually care about um more to come next next season hopefully i don't see this being more than three seasons nor i don't think it should be um depending what they do maybe even just two seasons i wouldn't be surprised if it ended at two seasons actually yeah that's fine what i do hope is that this is not the last star wars animation oh no i i I think it's a good it's a good uh medium for them i think it's a good um aesthetic Uh, nobody has this aesthetic um the animation throughout the series was phenomenal like beautifully done from ships to thing it was just beautifully rendered um so hopefully they continue that series but uh overall good season want want a little bit more um out of the finale but you know hopefully season two will uh push it into a different direction like i know a lot of people want to see boba fett I think we should, since there's a connection to Omega, like like that's not out of the realm. Right. Um, will we see Boba Fett take out Cad Bane to become the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, so to speak? Maybe could happen. Um, there's more to tell, I think. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah, and I'm sorry I'm not saying much, but I, basically you've hit all the points. I agree with you. I don't <laughs> disagree uh, on this. I think, uh, whereas we definitely did not agree on the Suicide Squad. I think you and I are in the same exact place when it comes to the finale of the Bad Batch. Yeah. And like I said, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I, it could have been better, but uh, I was fine with it. All right. Well, I think uh, we went a little long this week. We went a little long, but we had a lot to talk about this week since we missed last week. Um, you know, out of all of this, all I can say is Shang-Chi. I can't wait to see Shang-Chi. I'm, I'm fired up now. Uh, uh, <laughs> If you would like to uh, get in touch with us, Michael, how would you do that through social? Well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at KyberCast or on Facebook. We have both a page and a group at the KyberCast. Cool. Thank you all for listening. If you could please share it with a friend. That's the best way to help uh, promote the uh, podcast. Uh, We are obviously on most podcast catchers uh, from Amazon, Apple, Google, and Spotify, I know we're there, and things like Podbean and Pocket Cast and Google Podcast is what Michael uses. Um, so make sure you check that out too. Uh, other than that, until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation, anyway.